0: Hey guys, I am Katherine McGuire and welcome to the All-Around Dog. In this episode, we're going to talk about focus. Focus is an absolutely crucial piece of dog training. And needless to say, it's one that often doesn't work out quite the way that we want it to. Um, I like to joke with my classes that uh, focus is going to fix about 80% of uh, the problem behaviors that you would see in your dogs, which is likely not far from the truth. I like to just throw out random percentages because I haven't actually taken any data on that. But the truth is, if you have a dog that is ready and willing to focus on you in any scenario well then you probably have a dog that is ready and willing to listen to you in any cues that you might give and if they're focused on you they're probably not going to be doing a lot of the problematic behaviors that most dog owners get frustrated with their dogs for like jumping on people or barking at other dogs or pulling on the leash because a dog that's focused on you well, they're just not going to be able to do those things, at least not as often. So the most important thing when we're teaching a new behavior is to make sure that we define it and set up clear criteria about what we expect to see with that behavior. The more common ways of teaching and um, reinforcing focus include a cue, like look at me or watch. I actually prefer to not use a cue at all. I want my dog's focus to be a default focus. So what I mean by default focus is think of the default settings on your computer or your phone or in your car. Um, Those default settings, what they automatically go to, that's what I want from my dog with their focus. I want it to be default. I want it to be what they automatically offer me in any scenario where we are working. So kind of the first piece of that is to define when we're working, when we're not working. Um, I don't require that my dog focus on me all the time around the house. That's not beneficial to anyone and definitely not something that I want. But if my dog is on a leash with me, uh, clearly working, right? If they're on a leash with me, then they should automatically be working in some regard. Um, But also if they're out in public with me and... I am working on engaging them and I've got them right there with me, even if they're off leash, they should still be focused on me. If I have told my dog that they can do something that doesn't require their focus, so if I ask them to do a behavior that requires them to move away from me, obviously I've asked them to do something that takes their focus elsewhere. However, as soon as they're done with that task, they should come back and focus on me again. There's also times where I want to let my dog just be a dog and for those times I actually give a specific release cue really. Um, I say all done and all done uh, can be either an end of session marker so we are done with our training session right now or it can be a go and be a dog, sniff things, go socialize. If we're in a scenario where that is a possibility, I will say all done. And that is, I actually often add a go play, which is probably meaningless to my dogs, but it helps me think of the fact that I am now telling my dog that they've got that freedom. Obviously in those scenarios where I've said all done, you know, go play, go be a dog, whatever it is, in those scenarios, if I ask my dog to come back and re-engage me, I still want to be able to see that they can, but I'm not asking them to focus on me and work with me in that moment. Okay, so that's kind of how we define our situations where we want to see the focus. Um, as far as teaching it and, and what's required, so let's define criteria. I actually teach entire classes just on focus because this is something that's so important to me and I feel like it absolutely makes the difference in our dog training. So my criteria for focus is very simple. It's just eye contact. I want my dog to look me in the eyes, not at my hand with a cookie, not at my treat pouch or my pocket or wherever cookies might be located. And it's really, really, really important to me that my dog understands the difference. So teaching this behavior is uh, something that I generally do through capturing. I actually always do it through capturing. My favorite way to do this is to be uh, in whatever location I can be in that's not entirely distracting. I want it to be pretty low distraction. And I will often put my hands behind my back or at my sides just so that they are not um, distracting my dog by reaching in a, a, a cookie pouch or a pocket or anything else. I want to make sure that my hands are neutral. And I always utilize my clicker for this because it's a really, really important element of being able to mark the exact behavior that I like and I will wait and I'll wait until my dog looks up towards my face and when they do, I click and then I go and get them a cookie. When I first start this behavior, I do like to have cookies ready in my hand, which is part of why I will often put my hands behind my back so that my dog is not looking there. But as I go on, I like to make sure that there are no cookies in my hand Once I've clicked for eye contact, I then reach in my treat pouch or pocket and deliver a cookie directly to my dog's mouth. If I have a dog who is not inclined to look at me, we've been sitting there for quite a while, they haven't offered me any eye contact, I will occasionally make a little noise. And being a dog trainer, I have developed a wide array of strange noises to get my dog's attention, Um, but usually just a little kissy noise so that they kind of look up towards my face is enough for me to mark that behavior and then deliver a cookie. And I do this a fair amount of times in the first session. I really want that eye contact to be very powerful. Once my dog is readily giving me eye contact and offering that I will then actually put a cookie in my hand in between my two fingers and I'll show it to my dog and I will hold it an arm's length away from my body straight out so that they're not um, tempted to go after it, but often they will follow and look at that cookie. And then as soon as they look away from that cookie and at my eyes, I click and deliver that cookie to them. One of the things I love about this exercise is that it allows um, my dog the opportunity to really think through the process of how to earn that cookie. It's not looking at the cookie that earns the cookie. It's actually looking at me that earns the cookie. Now, um, it's important to not get stuck on that step that's just a, a step in the process. I often have people that will show their dog a cookie, hold it out away from them in order to get eye contact. And that's not what we want because this is a behavior that is not cued. It doesn't have a verbal cue and it doesn't have a visual cue. The visual cue is just my presence. Um, once this is a consistent behavior. Once my dog is offering me eye contact in an area that is low distraction, the next thing that I do is I go and take this behavior to practice it in different locations. I like to um, build up to more distracting situations. I don't think it's fair to try and uh, take a behavior that is just learned and go to a heavily uh, distracting place and see if it'll work there. I think that's a bit much. I often will just go to a park and just get out of my car, take my dog out on leash and stand right by my car and wait for eye contact. And ultimately, if my dog can't offer me eye contact in that situation, then we can't go further into the park because there's just going to be more distractions, more smells, more things that are exciting and and um, competing for my dog's attention. And that's not what I want. I want to have that lovely focus. So I'll start really, really simple. But I like to go to as many low distraction places as I possibly can, work on that eye contact, and just be patient. I want to allow my dog to make this decision on their own and then I reinforce it and I reinforce it a lot after I've done this in lots of new locations I can see that it's a lovely reliable behavior that I'm getting in lots of places I will then vary some of the things that I do when I am Uh, requiring that focus or wanting to have that focus. So I will use my peripherals a lot when I'm in a location with my dog where I will kind of look at other things that are happening, but I try to keep an eye on my dog. And if they are offering me eye contact, even if my eyes are not on them, that's a moment I really want to click and treat. And that's something that is often missed, when, when we're training our dogs how to do this. I see all the time dogs who will be right there focused on their person as long as their, po- their person is staring right at them. And ironically, that's actually the behavior that we want from our dogs, right? We want that lovely stare, but we're giving it to our dogs. And then the moment that we detach and we look somewhere else, our dogs know that that means it's time for them to do whatever they want because reinforcement is no longer going to happen. I want my dog to think that there's a possibility for reinforcement as long as they're doing the right thing, regardless of what I am doing. So I'm looking at other things, but I still have that kind of one eye on my dog. And if they are still looking at me, if they're still paying attention, I am going to go ahead and click and treat that. And I do that a lot. That's probably the biggest step. That I focus on when I'm teaching focus. A little bit redundant there. Um, beyond that, one of the traps that a lot of people will end up in with focus is not being completely aware of what they're doing with their hands and their body. Once again, I don't want this to be something that I am cueing visually or verbally. So it's important that I am not reaching into a treat pouch to get my treats ready in order to get my dog to focus. We don't have a tendency to think of it that way, but our dogs are very observant. They don't have a day job. Their day job is to study us. They spend all of their time watching us, paying attention to us, and Figuring out how to get what they want and how to decipher what it is that we're doing. So, um, with that in mind, I always want to make sure that I am not accidentally cueing my dog by reaching into a pocket or a treat pouch to get the cookie. I want my ca- my mechanics to be very clean so that, yes, my hand is on my clicker. I like to wear a clicker um, around my neck with a lanyard, um, but wherever works for you is perfectly fine. And I have my hand on my clicker a lot of times, and I'm going to wait until my dog looks at me. When they do, I click and then I reach for that treat. Be really cautious that you are not accidentally cueing your dog by reaching for that treat before they actually do the behavior. Um, with that in mind, sometimes it's really good to have a home base. So that would be where you put your hands in order to um, keep them in a stationary position because we do things, you know, that we kind of don't realize that we're doing often when we're training our dogs. And that, it, that can be really detrimental to uh, our dog's training. After I have worked on getting this behavior consistent, uh, going to new locations, which really is just essentially anytime that i'm taking my dog out to new locations for any purpose i work on this behavior first um so it's not that i'm necessarily going to locations to work on this behavior but i do work on it anytime i take my dog out um then i work on the my dog consistently focusing on me even if i'm not necessarily focused on them and then one of the other things that i make sure to do um, in already in this at the really at the beginning is getting duration with this behavior and this is something that can often be a little bit problematic because some dogs will assume that once they've gotten the click and the treat that they're done with the behavior and they move on to do something else so i will intermittently click and treat again for my dog maintaining eye contact consistently still focusing on me. Um, and I like to vary those treats. So sometimes I'll click and treat and then I'll immediately click and treat again if they've brought their focus back to me. Other times I'll wait for a a longer period of time. Sometimes even counting helps to just keep an idea of how long, um, my dog is focusing on me and still making sure that I am, uh, being a part of this training, right? I'll count in my head to a certain number and then click and treat my dog for maintaining focus for that long. Once I've gotten really nice duration with this, I like to add movement. So I like to start by having the dog in front of me and I walk backwards when my dog comes with me and still maintains eye contact, I click and treat. And I will do that when I'm walking backwards and then I'll turn so that my dog is at my side and I click and treat for them maintaining focus at any point in time. And I will consistently click and treat and then when they're focused on me again, click and treat. I really want this to be a sticky behavior. I want this to be a behavior that is very, very consistent. Um, and then I'll actually do some disconnect and reconnect. So what that means is I will ask my dog to go find a treat that I toss on the ground. And I do like to actually say go find it because at that point I'm asking them to disconnect from me, right? Like I said at the beginning, there's some behaviors that I ask my dog to disconnect from me. So I ask them to go find that treat. And then once they found the treat, when they come back to me and offer me eye contact again, because we've worked on it so hard and at this point it's a very powerful behavior, I click and treat again. Um, I like to do that. And then I'll I'll even add in tricks that require my dog to look away from me for a moment. So a spin to the left or the right where they look away from me. First of all, they're going to get a click and a treat for that behavior anyways. But if they do that behavior and come back and reconnect with me, bonus. Um, And in agility, I'll I'll do things like uh, send away from me around a pole or a jump stanchion, run the other direction, reward, reward, reward. Could be a play, could be toys, um, or it could be treats. And then we will focus and reconnect at that point. Um, You can also get really... um, Specific with this, you could really work on getting that focus regardless of the distractions that are around you. And I honestly do this mostly just by putting my dogs in different environmental situations where I am asking for their focus. But you could also create scenarios where you specifically add in a distraction and want your dog to consistently focus on you. You could hold a toy. And if your dog chooses to look at you instead of the toy, you could click and treat or you could then engage them with the toy depending on what's motivating for your dog. You could also hold the toy slightly behind you and drop it if they're already consistently looking at you and that's not as much of a distraction. But the things to remember when you're introducing distractions is that you want to make sure that the behavior is powerful enough at the point that you add in the distraction that you are very, very likely to have success. You don't want to add a huge distraction in and then have your dog fail at the behavior and then now they've got a different kind of reinforcement history, right? We want to set our dogs up for success. This is something that we say all the time. But it's very true and sometimes we're not quite sure what that looks like. So when I go into adding a distraction into a behavior, I want it to be so easy um, that I'm like 99% sure my dog is going to be able to still maintain eye contact even with the distraction. That sounds really, really certain, Um, But that's kind of the idea, right? Because I don't want any corrections in this. I don't want to tell my dog that they did anything bad by looking away from me. I just want looking at me to be more powerful and have a better reinforcement history than, say, going after a toy, which might be hard for some dogs. Some dogs are very, very toy motivated. So you might want to start with something a lot simpler for their distraction. All right. So I think I've gone on for quite a while talking about something quite... Simple and fundamental, and yet I really consider it the most crucial piece of dog training. I actually find this to be the most important, basic piece of what we can teach our dogs. And I actually think that if everyone spent even just a little bit of time practicing this behavior, you'd have such better results with your dog training. Because guess what? A dog who's looking at you, who's focused on you, is a dog who's already ready and willing to listen. They're already going to want to do the things that you are looking for. And it's also a really good gauge of whether your dog is going to be able to listen and ready to work. Because once again, if you go somewhere with your dog on a leash and they can't even give you eye contact, you really can't expect that they're going to be able to do much else not at least for you. They might go do something for themselves. But we really want to make sure that we've got that focus uh, before we do anything else. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and have fun training. Hopefully everybody gets some lovely focus this week. All right.